You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Late Night Live. Hot topics discussed daily from 11pm onwards. Get involved by calling 0141-375-3434 or search Radio Ramadan 365. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to Radio Ramadan from Glasgow, broadcasting 365 days a year now. Uh, you might be tuning in to us through the radio on 87.7 FM, or like a lot of people, they are streaming online. All you have to do is visit the website, radioramadan.scot, and a lot of our listeners around the world and in Glasgow and across the UK tune in using that, that way as well. What a show we've got tonight. Yesterday's show, uh, just to touch on that before we begin tonight, was I didn't realise how much of an effect it would have on our community, on our listeners, and how many people actually tuned in last night. So I just want to say again, Jazakallah to all the listeners that have been tuning in from day one of Ramadan all the way until today. I really appreciate the support, the feedback, and also the amazing messages I received last night. Last night we talked all about the thug life mentality about how money, music and drugs is so in, uh, fueled in our community and it's such a big thing now amongst the youth and it was really important to discuss that because we've not really had that kind of talking point, that kind of show on Radio Ramadan in a long time and especially a lot of the youth that were involved in the show and the making of the show, it was it was such a great breath of fresh air to see that a lot of the young guys feel the same way about certain issues and we also acknowledge that there are quite a few issues in our community and tonight we're furthering that discussion as we talk about modern warfare, gaming and technology. We're going to be discussing things like social media, uh, YouTube, you know, Netflix, things like that and also a big part of the show towards the end will be about gaming and how big of an industry it is and how many of our children, both brothers and sisters and adults nowadays are involved uh, in the phenomenon and, and, and the gaming industry. But first, let me introduce uh, our co-host as usual, uh, Brother Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr, Assalamu Alaikum. Assalamu Alaikum, how are you doing Zain? Alhamdulillah, I'm good, I'm good. So tell me, how's your day been today? What have you been up to? I mean, I've come into the studio which is set up in Abu Bakr's garage and it's getting tidier as the days go on. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, it's been good uh, today. I didn't go for a walk because... The weather's been too cold. Oh, it was freezing. I mean, normally before the show starts, me and Abu Bakr go for a, a walk and just 10-15 minutes, get ready for the show, discuss what we're going to talk about tonight. And it was so cold that we ended up jogging back to this <laughs> because we just, it was so cold. And I think it's just a couple next few days it's going to be like that. But alhamdulillah, otherwise the weather's been great during Ramadan. And uh, so did you get up too much today? Not today, no. I was sleeping You know, playing a wee bit of Call of Duty. Uh, okay, so you're, you're prepped so for tonight's show then. <laughs> well, look, um, like before we get on to tonight's show and we open the topic and introduce our guests, we always like to start off our shows the right way with a dose of Quran. Now, yesterday you heard our dear brother Fatih Sefrigic from Bosnia, a beautiful young uh, Qari. And tonight I'm going to be playing someone that's also just as young as him. And he's also a good friend of mine too. And his voice is beautiful. Now, when you hear this recitation, you might be fooled into thinking it's Mashari Al-Fasi's voice. But this brother is a close friend of Mashari Al-Fasi and he's also uh, one of his students. And he recites in Kuwait. So listen to this brother. He's from Pakistani descent but now lives in Kuwait. It's an absolutely beautiful recitation. (laughs) 
Today's recitation of the day is by Qari Abdul Wahab Tahar from Kuwait. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaytanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Tabarakalladhi biyadihil mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeem الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور الذي خلق سبع سماوات طباقا ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فارجع البصر هل ترى من فطور ثم ارجع البصر كرتين ينقلب إليك البصر خاسئا وهو حسين ولقد زينا السماء الدنيا بمصابيح وجعلناها وجعلناها رجوما للشياطين واعتدنا لهم عذاب السعير Subhan Allah, what a beautiful recitation there and uh, it really just sends shivers down you because he's such a young lad but his voice and his you know, style of recitation and tajweed is just perfect and it's something I've always admired about him. Whenever I see him, I mention it and uh, it's beautiful to hear that. Uh, before we begin tonight's show, let's introduce our guests. So today we have our usual co-presenter that joined us all the way from Rochdale, Brother Akub. Assalamu alaikum, Akub. Wa alaikum, salam, Zen. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. So how are you recovering after last night's show? You know what, I don't know if it was the show or not, but honestly, like uh, Abu Bakr mentioned, I've been sleeping most of the day. You know, I was so tired. Uh, my day started about 4, about 4 5 p.m. Okay, today. so that means that you'll you'll be full of energy for the show tonight. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. No, definitely. So, uh, and Akub, just before I introduce our next guest, how beautiful was that recitation by our good friend Wahab? Honestly, like, um, I don't, you probably feel the same way, but you obviously... Just seeing his transition and his improvements in, you know, in his voice is amazing. I'm not saying that obviously his voice was amazing before, but honestly, he seems to have taken it to the next level in recent times. I'm sure you agree with me on that. No, definitely. That's why I play these recitations at the start. I've mixed it up with some of the most well-known Qaris and, and Sheikhs around the world, but also introducing a bit of the youth and maybe these kind of voices that people may not have heard here in Glasgow or around the UK and worldwide. Uh, if anyone wants to listen to some of his recitation, recitations, just search Qari Abdul Wahab Tahar and you'll come up. He's got a great YouTube uh, account and uh, his recitations are amazing. He's also recited and, and uh, re- led namaz live on Kuwaiti television. He always tells me that when I see him <laughs> and reminds me and shows me the video, but it's a proud moment for him and, uh, and his family. Let's introduce the next guest. Talking about family, this is actually my cousin from Wales, brother Adam. Adam, how you doing? Assalamu alaikum. Thanks, Sam. So Adam is joining us now. 
I've got him on tonight because he's 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 very up to up to speed with latest current technology and trends. But he's also an avid gamer, and me and him spend a lot of time gaming together. But he also does a bit of streaming as well on Twitch. So uh, we don't need to say your your username, Adam, but I just need to mention that so that uh, the the listeners can get a background into who we have on tonight. So it's good we've got uh, like like we always have a young. Uh, you know, host of uh, guests, a young group of guests, and that makes the show that so much better because we've got the younger generation on on late night live. Now, Abu Bakr is going to open up tonight's discussion: modern warfare, gaming, and technology. How many hours do do we spend on our phones today? How many Netflix series have we consumed during the lockdown? How many times have you heard kids nowadays say they'd rather become a YouTuber or an Instagram influencer rather than take a normal job? Technology has changed the way we live in ways we could never predict. After yesterday's show on the problems our youth faced, today we discuss how big of an impact technology has on our daily lives through devices including phones, social media and gaming. Thank you very much for that, uh, Abu Bakr. Before we continue on with the show, I just want to play this snippet from the Financial Times uh, to start us off. I am comparing tech to any other addictive substance, be it uh, tobacco, alcohol. Uh, one NYU professor has looked and found that about 41% of adults in America are suffering from addictive behaviors having to do with their phone. Literally, we are um, swiping and unswiping our iPhones 130 times a day. There's a, a Harvard-trained uh, psychologist that's done some research showing that uh, voice assistants like Siri, Alexa, which are even more persuasive than, say, looking at your phone, can shift people's purchasing decisions and even their voting patterns by up to 80%. <laughs> Techademic. I'm going to coin a new word. Um, I, I think that this is an epidemic. So if you just, you know, if you just look at a standard iPhone here, I can very quickly check my email, I can uh, open up the weather app, I can open up Google Maps, I can open up uh, and buy music on demand, but there is nothing that is transparently easy for me to shut down. And that's the whole point, because technology firms, by and large, are trying to monetize your attention. One of the interesting uh, side effects, uh, and possibly a quite a profitable side effect of all of this, is that certain companies, companies like Apple, for example, or IBM, are starting to see uh, privacy, thoughtfulness, control as a competitive advantage that they can leverage in their own products. So Apple, for example, recently announced some changes to its system and to its handsets that allow you more control over your own settings. This would mean a change in the business model so that companies would no longer be attention merchants, let's say, but they would be facilitators. And I think that as people become more aware of the addictive properties of technology, the companies that do that are going to see their sales increase. There is a conversation in the U.S going on right now about whether we should have a kind of a food and drug administration of technology. Um, in Europe, you see a very robust conversation around privacy, and I think the next beat in that will be about control over technology. And we need to take back control. So, uh, quite a good, actually, um, opening way to start the show today. Um, that was from the Financial Times, and I came across that uh, earlier on while I was researching. And it brings us swiftly on to tonight's discussion about 
technology, devices, gaming, social media and stuff that we're going to be discussing but let's start off with the most obvious thing and that's mobile phones. Today it is estimated that more than 5 billion people have mobile devices and over half of these connections are smartphones. Smartphones being devices that can connect to the internet and allow you to download apps like social media and stuff the net. Now let's get let's let's start the show off this way, and uh, let's let's start with Agob, our, our guest from Rochdale. Agob, what devices are you using nowadays? Obviously, the mobile phone is one that everyone uses, but throughout your day and throughout your your lifestyle, what are the devices that you're using daily? I mean, if I just look around my room right now, I've got you know a tv monitor screen i've got right next to another tv i've got playstation i've got two laptops you know i've got a bluetooth speaker you know even the electronic toothbrush like the like you know just our rooms and our homes are just so filled you know worth of technology um and that kind of shows you how much tech you know technology has has advanced over the last decade or definitely you know in our lifetimes i mean when when we was younger i think the first i think one of the first competing uh, games I had, I think, was Sega Mega Drive when my dad bought me, you know, when I was younger. And if you look at the difference between you know, a Sega Mega Drive and a, and a PlayStation or an Xbox that, or, you know, or any kind of gaming platform that, that you can go on now, and to think that it's only been, what, I'm about 26 now, so it's only within the space of, like, two decades, the technology has has advanced, you know, or, you know, so much. I mean, even through that transition, one of the biggest things that changed our lives was the internet. So, yep. the, you know, the yep. implementation of the internet literally changed the world. You know, internet, emails changed, you know, how businesses operate, how we operate as individuals, how we communicate with each other. When when I was younger, if we wanted to communicate back home with our families back in Pakistan, we used to write letters. We used to write <laughs> letters. And, you know, you used to, when someone was going to Pakistan traveling, you used to, used to send a few letters and stuff and send it back. And then slowly it got to, like, you know, videotapes where people were <laughs> recording messages. <laughs> Now it's just like instantaneous at your fingertips. You can literally speak to anyone anywhere in the world at any time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how technology it, has advanced. It's amazing, and we're going to carry on obviously discussing that throughout the show about the advancements, the benefits, and obviously the disadvantages as well. Now, Adam, Adam Hassan, I, I doubt you've sent any letters away to speak to any of your friends nowadays. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I can't remember the last time I actually sent a letter, which I best <laughs> bad or not. Right, so, so tell me, right? You're, you're, you're young. Than, than us and you're very into technology so looking around your room the same way that Akoba is what kind of devices are you using on a, on a day-to-day basis well I to be honest I have like my main computer so I have like my kind of computer set in front of me and then I got like my PlayStation my phone like charger some kind of little other devices on my table and then I just got a laptop on the side that I just do bits and bobs on whenever my computer's busy doing something. I see, I see. So that's like many people. I mean, normally in, in a household today, you'll find, you know, a laptop or a desktop computer, maybe an iMac. And nowadays, tablets, for example, iPads, there's so many kind of devices now. And, and trying to keep up with it. I mean, uh, do you see, like, you guys, do you guys find that you watch YouTube videos? Like, I'm very into technology, so I watch a lot of these YouTubers, for example, that release, like, they do reviews on some of the latest products. Uh, you know, do you, do you see yourself watching any of those, Adam, regularly to keep up to date with your, with your equipment? Yeah, I, I watch them quite a bit. So, like, if I'm interested in, like, buying a product or something, I'll go and do a bit of research about it before I actually go buy it, which is 
It's handy. Kind of beneficial. Yeah, it's handy because then you get to see, and and you know what that does is it entices you to buy it because the next thing you're on is, is on Amazon ordering, yeah. <laughs> ordering that set of headphones or, or or downloading the app for your phone. Another thing is is I think smart TVs. I think that's something that no one really mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Smart TVs. We we've all got smart TVs nowadays in in the house. Abubakar, what's the benefits of having a smart TV? Um, smart TV. I think. Uh, it's just a, an all-in-one, basically. Yeah. You know, it's got everything. It's got everything from Netflix, Disney Plus, Spotify's on it. You know, Now TV. It's all in the one, and it just makes life so much easier. Yeah, I think you know, like you know, we've got a couple in the house, and it's it just makes things so easy because everything's there. And that's the thing now nowadays when you're shopping, it's all about smart devices, and yeah. you know. Things like Alexa, like the lady mentioned prior to the show uh, kicking off there. And also another thing is now you can like, even airplay stuff from your phone onto the TV. So it's amazing how technology works and, and how many cool devices we've got. But smart TVs is something that I've seen on the rise. I, I want to ask you guys, do any of you guys have devices like the smart, like Alexa Echo or Alexa Agob? Do you have anything in your house like that? Just, just before I kind of move on to that, I think one interesting point I'd like to touch up on about uh, smart TVs is that you know, recently something came about where people were actually doing banking through their smart TVs. Wow, never um, heard of that. Yeah, and, and there's an increasing, but it caused a bit of a problem because there's a big security risk there because obviously a TV won't have the necessary software to kind of combat you know, against hackers and thingies and then a laptop does and it, co- and it did cause a bit of a issue, I think, in the tech world. But it just shows you the advancement of the television because, you know, a TV is more than a TV, <laughs> you know, this mo- at this moment in time because you can access all kind of anything on the internet. You go, it actually has the, the app for Internet Explorer on there so you can, like you said, you can just browse on there yourself. You know, if, you, if you're tech savvy, you just connect a, a, a keyboard to it and you pretty much, or even if you connect a tower to it, you know, you've got a, working kind of PC or, you know, anything that has access to the internet. So there's many functions um, that the TV does. Yeah, I mean, moving on to, like you mentioned, I'm trying to think, I mean, I don't really, I've not really bought um, uh, Alexa or anything that sort just yet, just simply because for me, it's just a Bluetooth speaker, right? What it does is it's about convenience. And this is where technology has taken over the world because what technology is doing is solving the problem of convenience. Mm -hmm. Now, for instance, like you mentioned yesterday, like, you know, if you've got your Alexa there, you say, Alexa, play play something, Alexa, what's the weather, or et cetera. Whereas previously, if you think about what you would have to do is uh, imagine going on your laptop, logging in, making sure it's connected to the internet, going on YouTube, playing the song, or even doing that same process through your phone. It, It saves you that. That, you know, that bit of time where we're so busy with our lives, you know, one of the things where we see businesses that, you know, are uh, tackling the issue of convenience are so, so successful at this moment in time. No, the biggest no. case probably is Uber. You know, how can, you know, Google all of a sudden release, you know, a taxi service such as Uber and just be so successful? And the reason for that being is just the convenience now I don't have to ring someone or you know be on the phone waiting for a taxi. I can just you know within the click of a button, I know where he is exactly, what time he's going to come. Amazing, and, and and all that kind of stuff. And it's even like you know I was studying um a couple of months ago, and my tutor, you know right next to where I was studying, there's a Tesco Express. Now obviously Tesco Express is all all kind of supermarkets have automated tills now, don't they? They have a section for you where you don't actually have to, you know, go, go through a typical till with a person kind of scanning it. And what he said is the queues for the automated tills are longer than <laughs> than the tills that are people sat at. And he goes, I witness this on a daily basis. And he goes, 
Um, I actually ended up speaking to, I think, a few people. I don't know if the customer was a person behind the till. And what you said was that people are preferring to do the automated tills because they don't want that human interaction <laughs> with the person behind the till. So it just shows you how technology is just shaping our future and just shaping, you know, the way we do stuff. Honestly, it's amazing. Amazing. And, and one thing I wanted to point out that I was reading today, more than 100 million devices with Alexa on board have been sold, Abu Bakr. That, that's amazing. That's very big figure uh, I just wanted to touch up on Alexa as well and my auntie and uncle Dave they're quite big on their technology as well and they've got Alexa uh, throughout their house uh, okay. and it's connected up from you know the, the, all their phones and the, the TVs even connected to it and um, it's good to tell you a wee funny story as well my, go for it, my, go for it. my cousins they're they're uh, still in primary school and they they actually use Alexa to do their homework so <laughs> they, they shout Alexa what's five times six and Alexa gives they have some answers so they're flying through their, their homework just now amazing <laughs> like, uh, this first thing I've even thought of that I remember when we got it in the house and I was a bit sceptical at first Like I, I come from a background I've got a degree in cyber security and ethical hacking as well so my background is all about you know safety and internet safety and stuff like that a lot of my degree was about that and uh, when I seen the device I was like okay great you know they can listen into everything that's happening in the home and and uh, you know I've, I've definitely I was reading a story today and one of the big questions is is technology controlling our lives and it is to many like you know listening in and things like that like years and years ago the internet was an escape from the world now the world is our escape from the internet because we're always trying to get away trying to just find a new green area to chill in because the internet is where we're always spending our time and i've got mentioned at the start of the show it's kind of just grown vastly and you know nowadays i think a lot of uh, teachers i was reading a, a, a report by a teacher where they're saying that as you're walking from the classes around the campus the students eyes don't even leave their phone they're bumping into each other that's how much we're we're in love or on our devices and you know you get into the class and people are messaging each other saying oh i don't like this class they're <laughs> talking about the teacher because instant messaging and you know there, there are the upsides then where are the days when, when you used to write in class on a, on a note on a piece of paper <laughs> and fling it halfway across you know the classroom and hope that you don't get caught you know <laughs> I think them days are long gone I know and when we were kids obviously you know used to focus on the colour television and this is before HDTV came out and now we're talking about smart TVs and uh, and like you said Akul, banking transactions now and leisure entertainment everything we need now is just all just one tap away on our devices and and before you know it you know you're streaming something or you're watching something and you know going back to the topic is is technology controlling our lives right an article i was reading today and it makes some great points such as you know nowadays you you can be talking about something with each other we could be talking on the show today about smart tvs mm-hmm. next thing you do is you go into facebook and what comes up an advert about tvs and now the companies that are, are, are listening into our data and controlling our devices, they can't, they, they're not shying away from it. They're saying, yeah, we are using your data and cookies and stuff like that to track what, what it is that you're looking to buy. And then they start sending you adverts. And adverts. It's amazing, Nicole. What do you think? No, definitely. I mean, it's like, you know, whenever we download 
anything on our phones or, you know, you purchase anything, you know, the small print, which we all ignore because we just, so, you know, we want to just get on the app straight away. We'll accept the terms and conditions. But I don't think we actually understand the extent of of how much data that we actually giving away of our personal selves. I know Facebook went through through a bit of a issue with, with kind of data handling. And I know a lot of companies have, have suffered because of that. And therefore, you've seen the increased scrutiny when it comes to the handling of data, especially with the, the regulations of, you know, data handling that are currently in place the fines are, are ever increasing because we're not we're not aware of how data can be impacted and how you know how how valuable it is when i was doing my degree i think i was in year two year three and and the lecturer posed a question to the full lecture hall he said what do you guys think is the most valuable thing in the world now obviously everyone said the standard you know money gold you know etc <laughs> but the lecture actually said data and from that moment, like I said, it's always made me perceive data in a different limelight because it's so true because, like you said, if you can start understanding, you know, people's consumer habits or, you know, their trends, or then it, it basically, you get a goldmine um, worth a day and you can make a lot of money from it. One funny example is actually, um, I think Walmart, they didn't actually acknowledge it in the end because it's a bit, little bit controversial, but what happened was, Walmart obviously is one of the biggest companies in the world and yep. they use data analytics in their stores to see consumer habits and trends and stuff and what people are buying. What actually happened was they, they, they soon started to realize a correlation between single dads and them purchasing um, nappies and alcohol, right? Wow. So obviously... So what it seems is when people are maybe single dads or, you know, when, when the missus was going out and they had to do babysitting for the day when they're going to pick up their nappies, they ended up getting like a beer. Obviously, due to the controversial nature of it, obviously Walmart couldn't accept it. But then what happened was I think they, they, what they did was they closed the the distance between the nappies and the alcohol sections within the stores and they benefited from that financially. Wow. So you can see how it's, data just... It's amazing, isn't it? Just data and how valuable it is now. And, you know... The thing is, nowadays, most of us, let's just say we, we download an app, right, or we get hold of a, a device, most of us don't even bother to change the default settings of the device because it's just easy to press accept and accept to the terms and condition. We've never even asked ourselves why, you know, the Torch app, for example, needs access to the address book and photos, and we've never wondered how come these free apps always show us the right adverts. I mean, most of us don't even bother to log out of the email sessions or empty browser caches or after you've sent some money online, you know, you're just leaving the door open for surveillance on a scale that nowadays you can't even imagine the amount of data that companies have on us. Uh, Adam, is there anything that you want to want to add to that? Well, the thing is, technology is uh, it's, it's a difficult matter to talk about. I mean, people use it every day in their lives. It's very important to some people, and then to other people it can be seen as something that's a problem. You just got to try and find the right balance between, you know, your actual life and your internet kind of life. Because to be honest, they're kind of two separate lives. Um, they don't kind of mix together very well if you try to, like, yeah. combine the two. You're right, Adam, and that's definitely, you know, it's like having two separate lives. You've got your social media life and the life that you're actually living. And, you know, we started the show off talking about technology how much we use technology and how much of an impact and control it has over us. So tonight, great discussion, we're talking about uh, gaming and technology. Before the advert break there, we discussed how big of an impact technology and, and how much of it controls us nowadays. And now we're going to go on and discuss social media and the impact and how much we actually use it. So I'll go 
social media we're all on these platforms i mean me i'm on facebook instagram many of the different social media accounts what kind of social media accounts do you use um so i'm currently got standard facebook snapchat tiktok whatsapp um and you know but i think before we still i mean even growing up we did use quite a lot of social media but just on a different scale wasn't it i mean if you if you go back to the bebo days and then the bbm <laughs> and and you know all that kind of stuff so i think us mm. guys growing up we we started i think we were on the start of the the technological on you know on social media uh, hype and and it definitely has advanced because what what we've actually seen i think what how social media has evolved is it, it it's gone to all, all parts of the world and it's gone to all parts of the globe whereas previously it was only the countries that were technologically advanced that, yep. that had access to social media now you know what what you see now is the reason why people are getting so many views and hits and follows or interactions you know online is just simply because there's so many people that are on it you, you know if you look yeah. at uh, different parts of the world where previously they didn't even have access to the internet you know a lot a lot of them you know from middle east and um you know even deprived kind of countries even they have access to social media now so it's just it's just grown hasn't it so yeah. massively just to mention some obviously facts and figures you know I'm a facts and figures guy on the show but 97% of digital consumers have used social media in the past month worldwide people aged between 16 to 24 spend closer to 3 hours a day on social media and 99% of users in 2019 access social media on mobile 99% so just like before that we were talking about our mobile phones and how you know we use them every day and we can't live without them most of the stuff we do now whether it's banking and coming over to social media and streaming and stuff it's, it's all done from our phones uh, you know Adam I don't know what kind of phone you use I don't know if you're an Android or Apple user right but <laughs> but definitely I see that I spend a lot of time you know using stuff on my phone you said you use a computer a lot and like the ps4 and stuff do you see yourself doing a lot of streaming and obviously checking your social media accounts on your mobile to be honest i i do use android i mean apple's just terrible don't use it guys <laughs> <laughs> but um to be honest i i do spend a lot of time looking at social media i mean that's probably where a lot of my time goes it's normally like uh i use a, a social media you guys probably haven't heard of a lot it's called discord Okay. Um and I kind of like talk to my friends and uh talk to like teammates or whatever on there kind of thing. Okay. Um so I pretty much spend most of my time on there. Right, okay. And I do look at Facebook, Instagram and and all that stuff as well. I think nowadays it's one of those things that you need. I mean even when you apply for a job, a lot of the times nowadays they're asking you for your LinkedIn profile or your Facebook account because a lot of employers are now looking at people's accounts to see are they actively chasing this field of work what are they up to in their spare time and going back to the whole thing about how you know the technology companies are trying to control us it's another thing that you know when it comes to social media it is our whatever you're putting on social media you are letting the public see that and you know coming on to obviously the benefits and negatives of social media we're going to come on to but going back to the figures I've got mentioned that he uses things like Facebook Snapchat but you know I'm one of those people that's been using Facebook for for years uh, Instagram when it came out and and even Twitter I've had an account for a while I don't use it much but you know nowadays I think the biggest trend pre lockdown has to be TikTok and uh whenever people meet me nowadays they're saying oh Zen I seen your video on TikTok or you're always posting and talking about TikTok because 
Uh, I follow a lot of entrepreneur entrepreneur kind of YouTubers and also different types of social media um, um, kind of bloggers and, and vloggers that talk a lot about TikTok. So I went and explored it. And while, you know, amongst the youth, especially from 25 and under, there's so many people using TikTok. I mean, let's just go through some of the, the usage uh, figures, right, uh, on some of these accounts. Now, you know, 43% of internet users use social media for work purposes. And it just shows you how important it is. But, you know, 60% of people now say that they're watching videos on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, or Instagram. And vlogs nowadays are more popular than podcasts. And a lot of these vlogs you'll find on, on things like YouTube and stuff. And, um, you know, Instagram has over 1 billion monthly active users. So even if they've got 2 billion accounts, 1 billion people are actively using their accounts um, within 30 days uh, a month. And, you know, it's amazing because, you know, the amount of when stories came out, for example, on Instagram yeah. and Snapchat, you know, people are seeing it's, it's the way I describe it as if. You want to show people the life that you're living without actually having to tell them. You just post it on social media and everyone sees it. Abu Bakr, you're an avid user of social media. You're always on the gram, <laughs> if you want to say that, So and sending me stuff. So, you know, social media, you're younger than me. How much of an impact is it on you and, and your friends? Um, recently, I've tried to come off social media because... Uh, when I was at, uh, in school I was always glued to my phone you know, Snapchat, Instagram being on the Twitter you know, what's the, that That was the latest hype and you know uh, seeing what everyone's doing as well it, it's good to, uh, for you to connect yep. uh, with friends, you know, family and I remember I the only reason I got Instagram was to connect with family but then mm. you know, all your friends are on it and then all your friends are, and then you see how many followers your friends have, and you know, <laughs> one's got 10,000, one's got 5,000. I mean, you're when like, you're talking about 10k, you're talking about people like Tokir Khan, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you you kind of get, you know, rushed into that kind of lifestyle where, oh, I need to gather more followers, oh, I need to yeah. top up. S- you know, Stacey's got more followers than I do. I need to get that extra <laughs> Listen, I hope followers. it's not Stacey you've been following. But anyway, <laughs> no, definitely. It's one of those things, I think, when you are when you come onto social media, you're overwhelmed. But like, like uh, Abu Bakr saying, one of the benefits to social media, Agob, is connecting each other. I think me and you connect a lot on social media. A lot of us guys, you know, using stuff like WhatsApp as well and over the phone. But... Social media is one of those things where you make friendships and you get to, you know, continue your friendships. You might meet someone out in public or at an event and you say, brother, what's your Instagram? What's your Snapchat? And you exchange details. Now, it's easier than ever. All you have to do is, is scan their snap code and before you know it, you're talking to each other. Yeah. And, you know, I could, like coming back to it, it's one of those things that keeps our friendships going, isn't it? Oh, definitely, because... it. Because if you think about it, you know, we all follow each other on the same kind of social media platforms. And, you know, what? if you just talk about specifically about the story function within, like, you know, Snapchat or Instagram, Facebook, what it actually allows you to do is it, it, it saves you from having multiple conversations because instead of telling, you know, 10 different individual, individuals what you've done for the day, you post one story and people can automatically see what you've been doing. Um, and also, like, it, if you look at different industries and, you mm-hmm. know, especially a lot of people, 
you know, in our communities post about food. And it helps a lot of businesses as well because obviously if you post a bit of food that you enjoy, whatever, and it looks nice, then automatically you'll get people asking, you know, where's that from or whatever, and you can direct them to things. So social media, you know, you can use it in so many different ways. But coming back to your point about just in terms of kind of communication, you know, I have people on my fa- Facebook that are messaging me from, you know, people I don't even know, you know, all, all around the world. Um, and even, like I said, I spoke about, you know, but you know, getting in touch with people from back home. Now people are messaging me back home on Facebook and on WhatsApp and different type, you know, different kind of social media platforms. Whereas previously, I probably wouldn't even have conversations with with them individuals. So it is a great tool to to keep in contact with the with different types of people. And also, like you said, it's very important about you know creating new relationships and and definitely expanding your your networking and you know just your perception of the world because. Prior to social media, unless you experience something yourself or someone close to you experienced something and told you about that experience, you know you you probably weren't aware of you know what was happening in exactly. different cultures and different events around the world. But now, like you said, you, as soon as you go on your Instagram or you go on, you go on Facebook, you're seeing you know lots of different cultures. You know, see how they're reacting to different things, what what they get up to, you know, what their lifestyles like, and. It's, it's actually quite educational if you look at it from that perspective. And that's why I kind of enjoy most about social media it is looking at different people's cultures and just seeing how they are and, you know, learning about different types of people. I mean, I think I've even had potentially job offers and stuff off yep. of social media. Um, except, obviously, LinkedIn is specifically for that, so definitely have interaction with that. But I mean, like, Facebook and Instagram and places like that, you know, people are contacting me. If I get involved in certain things, they, they might message me about, oh, look, I've got this going on. Do you want to get involved in it? You know, there's lots of different, different kind of things that you can, you know, benefit from social media. Just recently now as well, um, you know, I was raising some money for, for a project and that that is only being done through social media. Amazing. You know, I've got a link that's in my bio and, you know, every now and again, I see someone's kind of donated that. That's just happening automatically that's in the amazing. background. I'm not physically having to go and communicate and say, you know, or ask people to kind of raise funds and whatever. And even like we spoke so many times about, obviously, the Captain Tomo who's raised like over 30 million. Or, you know, I think recently there was um, some, an older 100-year-old from our kind of background, our community who, who did 100 laps and I think he's on about 100K. Without social media, none, none of this would, would, have, would be possible. It wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have blown up. And that's the thing. It lets you connect with you know, organisations and businesses that you want to keep up to date with and know what they're going on about. And definitely things like selling now, you can, like you're saying, you, you've fundraised, you know, through social media and Facebook have ways to do that. You've got things like Just Giving and so on. But, you know, also being able to buy and sell goods now, you know, you've got things like Gumtree and uh, eBay, Amazon, the biggest, you know, companies in the world now. And uh, it's amazing what you can do through social media. And I think another big thing is it gives, um, you know, a lot of us a chance to connect with either our role models or also celebrities that we want to keep up to date with and you know when the instagram stories and facebook stories and snapchat stories come out you get an insight into their life and see how they're living and you know uh, some of those stories are, are more enjoyable than others but you get to see what people's lifestyles are like and it's amazing because you know before you would maybe see that famous person maybe at an event now you can drop them a message and okay most of them probably won't reply but You've got the ability to do that, and the internet has opened up these gateways that were never there before. Um, <clears throat> and another thing I would definitely think we should discuss is uh, is discussions and groups. Nowadays, you've got forums. I mean, I think uh, Adam there was mentioning he, he's, he's on this Discord thing. I don't know much about it, but I'm guessing, Adam, that gives you guys a chance to talk about games and things that you want to do? Yeah, pretty much. It's like... Um 
like Discord works with all like the gaming companies to incorporate like live streams and gaming events and updates in what what games you're interested in. And so we can just go in there, chill in voice, and just have a chat with each other about what's going on and stuff. I mean, it's um, it just like you can gather like a, a whole group of people, uh, and you can all hop into one voice channel, and you can play different games and all chat about different things, and it, it's really cool because it keeps everyone connected and everyone close, that kind of thing. Yeah, amazing. And and another thing I want to touch on is, is mosques, for example. We talked a lot about how in lockdown, technology has, has made things so easy. For example, keeping in, in touch with our relatives. Mm-hmm. How many of us have been Zooming our relatives or FaceTiming them? I dropped off a phone to my grand so that me and her can WhatsApp call each other and she can stay connected with everyone. And it's fantastic, the stuff you can do. And also things like the mosque. We're missing out on our tarawis, but I've been able to see the live streams from my local mosque and keep up to date with what they're doing. And also when it comes to fundraising, they can do things like that. Um, now, coming on to more of the business side of it, Abu Bakr, you wanted to make a point about how social media and business interact. Yes, I just wanted to touch up on the fa- uh, fact of uh, social media and business. I know you use your um, your platform to you know promote your business, which is uh, cleaning our cars and you know ceramic coating and stuff like that. I know you make good videos, um, you know, to promote what you're doing and. Uh, you know, your your clients can click on your Facebook page and, you know, go see what you've done to the latest RS6 or the latest RS3, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And as well with my business as well, what's, what the latest, you know, what we're doing with the latest weddings and what equipment's going into to the latest weddings, you know, uh, and what type of events and functions we've been doing over the last couple of months. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It, it, like like we said, it keeps you up to date with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I'm, I'm posting stuff that I'm doing for my business. People are saying, well, you did that car. Okay, book me in. And it's opened up so many channels now where Facebook, I'm just looking for the statistic. I actually got it here. That um, How many businesses? Yeah, so Facebook ads. The average Facebook user has clicked 12 ads in the last 90 days. And it just shows you that you know on Facebook and sites like that, the adverts now are running businesses and you know the amount of money that the social media accounts are, are making and stuff because of the their exposure on social media it's it's amazing and even other apps like snapchat now you're always seeing things from people selling you these f- fake earbuds every oh. two minutes keep coming up but <laughs> gold chain <laughs> yeah exactly so watches it's become a place for people to to buy and sell and uh, you know 140 million businesses use facebook and it's apps like messenger whatsapp and instagram there you go. The facts speak for themselves, and uh, and we we use that as well for our businesses. Now, look, another thing that's come out of this whole social media, right? And this is bringing us into our next kind of discussion about streaming, right? Like YouTube and, and Netflix and stuff, is influencers, right? Uh, you know, like we started off the show before when we we were growing up, the thing that we aspired to be was, oh, I want to be a footballer or. I want to be a doctor, right? <laughs> uh, some people might want to be a bin man, but, you know, a lot of people then look up to saying, you know, this is what I want to do. And nowadays, I think Fraz was telling us his students are saying, I want to be a YouTuber, sir, yeah. or I want to be a social media influencer or a gamer, a yeah. professional gamer. I mean, technology has opened up these avenues of income that you would never think about before because every time I open up an app and I'm saying, you can get your YouTube channel to get this many views, yeah. follow these simple steps. Now, I go... Coming on to that, you know, it's, th- it's something that I've, you know, I talk about a lot as influencers and how much of an impact they're having on the industry. I mean, me and you are involved in the charity sector uh, uh, as well, but also just in the event side of things. 
how many times are we seeing now that these influencers that are, for example, beauty bloggers or even card enthusiasts have built a following on social media platforms and now that's become their daily source of income, Agub? No, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I wanted to touch on before as well is social media levels the playing field. So, you know, one of the things that you mentioned about, you know, trends and people who, you know, want to aspire to be, you know, famous online and, you know, set up a career online. Um, it, it stems from the fact that if you think historically, you know, if you had had the talent, you'd have to go through certain channels, you'd have to go through certain means in order for your talent to be expressed to the world. So if you talk about a footballer, for instance, you'd have to go through the footballing academies or if, you, if someone was good in, in terms of the corporation and jobs, they'd have to go through an organisation, build their, you know, rapport with different people and build their portfolio and then will they get recognised for their work? But we're in a day and age where, I don't know if you remember recently, it was actually a funny story where um, someone posted a picture of an egg and the whole purpose of that picture was just to become the most liked picture on Instagram. And I think it achieved it as well. So the social media just allows people like you know myself and yourself, if we feel like we've got the necessary talent to express that talent on mediums and on platforms that are accessible to the whole world. And if you actually have some, some talent, you will succeed. I mean, if you look at, you know, I think one of the few people, like I know you said you've got TikTok and I have, one of the people that I've, uh, I've been quite impressed with, I don't know if you, if, do you follow the F2 freestylers? The um, football yeah, freestylers? Definitely, I do, Akub. And uh, I think the one of them is called Jeremy, I think he's called. Oh, he's yeah. been releasing some, some good footage on TikTok. But, but if you think about their line of work, so football freestyling, if they didn't have internet, if they didn't have social media, how would their talent be recognized? Exactly. And, and this is why I think a lot of people want to aspire to do this, because what, what does it take, for instance, for, for a video to go viral? All it takes is a camera on a smartphone exactly. and for you to upload that online. Yeah. And this is why I think people are naturally kind of gravitating towards um, that, that field or that line, because it's just so easy to do. A five-year-old could do it. You know, exactly. it doesn't require much technical skill or much technical work for him to do it. I mean, I it's funny enough, cause, you know, a couple of months ago, I think one of my cousins um, just told me that a few of my little cousins have been making uh, YouTube videos and things like that. So we were just having a bit of a nose and see what they were doing. And it's just so funny that kids about the age of 10 are just recording their daily stuff and, you know, uh, uploading it on YouTube. You yeah. know, that you, stuff like that is unheard of. Yeah, you know, you know 15 years ago. Talking about YouTube, I mean, you know, some of the kind of people that are on there, you've got that, that kid that reviews toys. Yeah. One of the richest <laughs> YouTubers, you know, out there. I mean, we can laugh and joke about it, right? But that guy's making pee, guys, right? And he's making a lot of money. <laughs> he makes and an average, I think it's 3.5. Exactly, Zen. Like and and yeah. for anyone that's listening that's got children, I bet we're all sick of death of going over and seeing our nieces or kids and children in the house watching videos of children playing with toys. And honestly, like I always said to my nephew, like, why are you watching someone else play with a toy? Why don't you play with it yourself? Yeah. Exactly, just, I have them like, same thoughts as well, because I have little cousins that do the exact same thing. <laughs> And you know they're, and it's as well. They they watch gamers playing games, and I'm like, why don't you just, <laughs> just play, play the, the game? game <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. It's 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 quite in our youth now. But look, we've talked about there about the influencers, right, and some of the different YouTubers that we're seeing. And yeah, definitely, it is becoming a, a way that you know people are making a lot of money doing it, and everyone knows about it now. Uh, but I want to just just touch about the negative side of this as well, because you know, with social media comes things like you know. And we can talk about it because it is, you know, a late night show as as predators, you know, how many times are you going on Facebook now and I'm seeing things like, you know, kids are being 
contacted underage kids online and it's so easy now with social media we've talked about how we can all connect with each other but we're seeing that a lot of you know people are misusing it and are now connecting with younger children and we've all seen the videos that comes up on your feed you know someone gets caught out and and it's also a way to expose people now and that's the thing it's dangerous at the same time how many people do you know that have been exposed or or something's gone on and someone's posted something about it it can destroy people's lives but also their their businesses are yeah, uh, I, I will touch up on that. I just wanted to mention something actually just before that because you spoke a little bit about it before. So in terms of like you, you mentioned about, you know, before about celebrities and having insight into their lives. So before, the, you know, before social media kind of come about, the, we didn't have much insight into people's lives. So maybe if you watched an episode of MTV Cribs and we've seen 50 Cent's, you know, Big Crib and we think, oh, wow, this guy's, you know, it's so amazing. But now due to due to us, social media, information can get passed all around the world within minutes. And, and this, like you said, it, it exposes people because what it allows is people to kind of have a bit more insight into different people's lives and see what different people are up to. Now, obviously, if people are misbehaving and they're taking advantage of certain things. It's a lot easier for them type of people to, to be caught out. It's not to say that these actions, these uh, acts weren't happening prior to social media, but what social media allows is a platform which highlights these issues. Now, of course, the, one of the biggest risks is obviously around security. Like I said, you've got a bit of a background in it. And in terms of how do we keep our children secure, you know, from lots of different type of things. Like, yeah, you mentioned predators. I think there was a thing, um, I think in the last six or 12 months where, Something where it come with children's videos where something used to have some scary figure or something used to you prop up on yeah. on certain videos you got hacked and it led to I think even maybe a child suicide or or a yeah, couple. Look, look, uh, talking about child suicide. I mean, Faraz sent me this uh, document today which I read and I was shocked. And the headline reads: Teenage girl kills herself after conducting an Instagram Instagram poll in Malaysia. So what she did was she, you know, on Instagram, I do it before the shows. I ask people to send in questions or do polls, and she did a poll saying, you know, should I choose death or to live? And sixty nine percent people voted for her to die, right, on the poll. And this girl committed suicide. And this is honestly, honestly despicable behavior by individuals online. And I'm sure we all experience it just going through Facebook. And we see, you know, lots of different kind of force that, you know, incite violence and hate amongst different types of people. And it's really difficult because it's, it's, it's virtually impossible to govern because I know Facebook has certain limitations. And obviously, if it gets flagged up, then, then there's consequences. But because it's so free to the world, it's so difficult to manage, you know, online bullying is such a big thing, you know, right now. Because if you think about it before, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. We've all gone through certain levels of bullying. But, you know, if I was to, you know, talk about my personal experiences, if I was to ever go through any kind of form of bullying, it would only be with the people that were physically around me and how many different types of people would I have interacted with. Whereas now, I could get bullied from someone, you know, halfway across the world. You know, yeah. and obviously for me, Alhamdulillah, I'm quite strong-minded. I don't really pay attention to any kind of negativity. And I'm kind of beyond that. But for people that are of uh, the ages of pre-adolescence and, you know, people that are vulnerable, you know, if, if they post something online and it's, you know, viewed in a certain negative manner by someone and that person leaves leaves a comment on their page, we don't know the benefit, uh, not benefit, sorry, the impact that has on that, on that individual. And like you mentioned yourself, it leads to a lot of people actually changing the way they do stuff, changing the way they look, changing the way they act, bec- increasing the insecurity within themselves. And obviously, like you said, in freak instances like this, where certain people are actually taking their own lives because of the interactions that, that they're having online. 
because the interaction is so widely available, you, you, it's difficult to limit it. Because if you if you you know putting yourself on a, on a platform that's accessible to kind of pretty much anyone in the world, you're allowing for people that you wouldn't normally interact with to have comments and you know and speak about you and you know even mention some of your things that people that you know that yeah, might that, not be. You, you know, I one of the things in, in in you know is protecting our children and stuff, and and a lot of you know parents sometimes get in touch with me and say, look, you know, but worried about my kid and stuff like that because I come from that kind of background and I'm going to be honest nowadays it's even harder to protect your children because you know as soon as they reach 10 11 years old they're saying can I get an iPhone you know and 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 you know they're agreeing to all those terms and conditions they're logging onto Snapchat and they're exposed to it and I'm going to you know say it and be honest I'm on Snapchat nowadays sometimes I have to come off it because of what I see on it and our our sisters, our younger children, you know, our families, our even our parents now that are on social media are seeing what we're seeing as well, and sometimes it's it's it's, it's scary because you know you're exposed to a lot of haram and 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 things like that, and even if you're trying to just you know stay on the right path, sometimes you know those adverts and things can mislead you and and you get carried away. Uh, Adam, you know, young lad like yourself, what's your advice, you know, to protect? you know the younger generations what kind of you know things do you do and to make sure that you don't get caught out and you know you stay away from the dangers of social media well the the one thing that people can do is for example parents can monitor what their kids are doing online i think that's one thing that's going to help like really beneficial i mean i know that kids will think it's like a breach of their privacy and then they're going to hate their parents for a while for looking at all their secret messages <laughs> but at the end of the day it's safety over over everything else yeah. i mean as as you were saying people sit behind screens they're protected because you know they're not face to face they don't know who you are but yet they'll still try to insult you because you know they've got nothing better to do they're just going to sit there and 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 and, and do that so the the one thing that people can do is just watch out for messages. If you feel like anything is getting out of hand, I would say report it. Uh, I think that's the best thing you can do. I know it's not the most beneficial thing in the world, but it's all we've got at the moment. Yeah, and obviously nowadays the police are, are very into you know online crime and online hate crime and things like that. So you know if you are experiencing anything that's you know and you're worried about your kids, have a chat with them. And if it is getting to the extent where you feel threatened, if you know, and that doesn't just go for kids; it's for adults as well that are maybe new to social media and stuff. It's it's a scary world out there. As soon as you log onto your phone and you you know open up your Facebook or Instagram or even WhatsApp, you're exposed to a lot nowadays. So so bear that in mind. There is always someone you want to speak to and yesterday you know just want to before we go for a short advert break yesterday's discussion was about a lot of points in, including drugs and alcohol and music videos and celebrities and stuff like that if you were affected by anything you know i mentioned the muslim youth helpline it's, it's run out of london but you can free phone in any time uh, i think their operating hours are from 4 till 10 p.m you can just search it on google and give it a, a shout if there is anyone you want to discuss with or you are going through any bullying cyber bullying any any hate kind of stuff just you know, if you want someone to speak to, that service is there. Tonight we've got a great discussion. We are discussing technology and gaming. And before the advert break there, we were discussing all aspects of social media, the, the benefits and also the bad side of social media as well. And now we're coming on to, to streaming. And when I talk about streaming, I'm talking a lot about apps like Spotify, like Apple Music that we use quite a lot now, as mentioned yesterday. But also stuff like Netflix, and this is something that's come into our lives in the last couple of years or so, where 
we spend a lot of time using devices that we've discussed earlier, like smart TVs and our mobile phones and iPads. And we're now spending a lot of time on apps like Netflix. And, you know, going back to my amazing facts and figure sheet, you know, in the first quarter of 2020, Netflix had over 182 million paying streaming subscribers worldwide. And uh, a lot of that's based in the US, but just around the world, it's amazing to see how many people are using apps like this. And also YouTube is the second most visited website in the world after Google. And obviously, you know, Google, YouTube, they're all interlinked now. But it's amazing to see how much uh, of the time now we're spending just going onto YouTube to search for things and also watch videos, watch vlogs, watch documentaries and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Brother Sammy's joining us as well today. Sammy, why don't we get you straight into tonight's conversation? We've been talking about gaming technology and so on. You know, YouTube, Netflix, how much are we using these kind of platforms now? Assalamu alaikum first of all I'm, nice. I'm a wee bit late joining in tonight um, Yeah just YouTube for I think for the longest time It's been sort of, Ever since pretty much I was quite young we, When I was in school and stuff I used to use it for quite a lot of different stuff Now I feel like I use it on a daily basis I can't go a day without using YouTube for something Even if it's Whether it's finding a bit more information on something Or just in general just Watching videos or listening to Watching a podcast or something like that It's constant, it's all the time yeah, no, definitely. Probably one of the most used apps on my phone. Yeah, it's the same for I think most people. I mean, you're right. Actually, I can't recall a day where I've not went onto YouTube and where I've not streamed something, whether it's a podcast or, like we mentioned yesterday, music or even Quran recitations. Now are all available on apps like Quran Pro and stuff. So you're streaming most of the time, and it's amazing because back in the day, you used to get a phone contract with maybe 500 MB and a couple of hundred minutes, and nowadays no one yeah. really cares about minutes or text because it's all done through internet, and also a lot of the thing we use now is data, and obviously things like 5G coming out, which is another topic altogether, but we're chasing that kind of, you know, lifestyle where we're always watching things on, on YouTube and Netflix. I go, yeah, sorry, Sammy, on you go. We're heavily, heavily reliant on on YouTube and things like that. I think if, if, if we ever have some sort of like cut, we got cut off from the internet for even a day, people will go crazy. I know, and and you know it's amazing because before I remember, like you know, my wife does a lot of cooking, right? She's an amazing baker and amazing cook. You know, back in the day, I remember my mum used to have these recipe books that she would open up and and look at the recipes. Nowadays, the first thing you do is how to make you know peppercorn chicken. You type it into YouTube, and we're watching tutorials on YouTube because we've got that. You know, now you don't even think about using Google sometimes. Straight into the videos, see it firsthand, and you know it's the same when it comes to Adam was mentioning at the start of the show review use you know when you're going to buy something you'll definitely take a look at it first and and it's amazing uh, the doors that are opened through these 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 systems Akub, how much do you use youtube and what kind of things do you watch um i think youtube um it, I, I don't think i use it as much as other people just simply because when you put it on your phone you can't go off the screen this is really <laughs> annoying and, and when it's in your pocket and you're traveling you just got constantly goes off so i have a nightmare with it but I mean, I do use YouTube as, as actually sources of gaining information. If I'm at home, I might put it on my on my telly or on the laptop. So I mean, I still use it quite quite a bit. But I mean, just touching on some of the stuff that you mentioned, I know you mentioned Netflix, and one of the things I wanted to mention was, you know, when Netflix first came about, um, Blockbuster was obviously a big brand, you know, definitely in the UK. And Blockbuster actually had the chance to buy Netflix, definitely. and the CEO thought it was a joke. He actually laughed at him. 
Um, and now look, Netflix and it's all crazy. It's crazy. It's totally replaced it. Exactly, and and it just shows you the dominance that online and online platforms and how entertainment has changed, you know, through online. Because if you look at it now, is Netflix releases their own movies, yes, um, and you can you're seeing the shift kind of change as well. And if you look at even other aspects where you spoke about music, it's like you know back in the days, music was you put it on a CD and you tried to get your CDs in the sh- shelves of I don't know HMV or wherever the music stores are. But now it's all about online and just getting them streamed on Spotify and Apple Music. And there's so many different, different industries that have been affected. And even like reading, now you've got, I think, is it called Kindle? Yeah. Uh, released by Amazon. People are kind of gravitating more towards that than the physical book side of things. It's just the, the whole technological advancements online, like I said, for entertainment, has changed that massively. Yeah. You get you get audio, audio books is run by Amazon, I think, as well. And it's basically they read the book to you. Yeah. You don't even need to pick a book up. So instead of maybe some some people only read maybe one book a week, like avid book readers will read one book a week. But now you could probably listen to ten books a week. No, exactly. Um, Voice technology is is going to be the future. Incredible. Yeah, I think. But but just about nostalgia there, like talking about going back. And you boys will remember, like our highlight of the week used to be on my dad's day off. We used to go to Blockbuster and maybe pick two or three <laughs> movies, come home with some munchies, and sit and watch a movie. Um, that's really going back now and it feels like a totally different lifetime ago I think nowadays even people are building home cinemas in their houses and they're watching things from there they don't even need to go out now because you can stream everything and uh, you know another thing you know I've seen on TikTok you know we're all using TikTok nowadays I've seen this guy who's got a Tesla and he had to charge it so he plugs it in sits in the car, makes himself a coffee from the house, sits in the car, puts on Netflix on the screen, and he's watching Netflix <laughs> and, the, and the Tesla. And, you know, even when you're in the air and you're in the sky, like, I love aviation, right? And I'm always watching a lot of the YouTube stuff I watch is aeroplanes and things related to that, right? And Abu Bakr's laughing at me, but I know you're just jealous, right? But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're in the air and you're going on an Emirates flight or whatever, what is it that you're doing? You're, you're streaming the, the videos from, obviously, their, their systems on there. And you've got on-demand movies and documentaries, and it's amazing because it opens up those doors. But you know, things like Netflix. That's if you're flying with Emirates. If you're flying with PIA, you still you still feel you're back in yeah, the Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember when uh, you know we went to Pakistan, Kobe, You guys went in PIA, and I was in Emirates. And so, like, how did your flight go? And you goes, there was nothing for us to watch. <laughs> yeah, nothing worked. Yeah, you know, no. luckily, obviously, we went with about twenty people, so we were just shuffling seats. So, for obviously, the oldest, they don't really watch the TV. So we were trying to get the seats where the TVs and the the earphones actually worked. <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to highlight that Zen loves to come over to my house, and he loves, uh, and he's always pumped up to stick on a, a you know, a. a, a uh, program about airplanes and you know what planes have crashed and what <laughs> planes have gone missing <laughs> over yeah, the room you know, triangle. It's just being curious, okay, and it's something that you know I always dreamt to be a pilot. And inshallah, one day people make the wire. Maybe I'll reach that inshallah. that goal. But, but no, <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Then you know the show. You know the show when you, uh, I was younger. I used to watch it a lot. Uh, air crash investigation that's the on, one uh, Disco- Discovery I watched that like until it's fascinating it's fascinating and I know like you know this is from the boys side that you know we're all into cars and we're always watching things like like Top Gear or, or you know the Grand Tour and stuff but I know for the sisters the sisters are now into watching and as much as I hear it they're watching all these bloggers right these these girls putting on the makeup and all the makeup tutorials and you know Kardashian lifestyle and you know it, it's amazing but look, coming on to the Islamic side of it 
I think something that's been very beneficial to a lot of us is the YouTube uh, reminders. Mm -hmm. You know, Merciful Servant channels like that. I mean, you know, I've gained a lot of benefit because I've had access then to, to listen to some beautiful reminders, some beautiful talks. A lot of the recitations I listen to are now put on YouTube. So there, there's plenty of benefits and obviously disadvantages to it as well. Now, Adam, you've been quiet for a while. You know, you're a gamer. So I know you do a lot of YouTube kind of viewing. You watch a lot of the other gamers kind of, you know, you know, showing different cheats or different, you know, walkthroughs and things like that. So, you know, what do you use YouTube for? I basically I just use YouTube for everything. I mean, you got to learn all the, like the little hacks and tricks in games to you know get the edge over all those you know <laughs> people, so that they can't take advantage of you in game and shout you know rude names down the microphone at you. Yeah. Um. But to be honest, I use YouTube for everything. I mean, we've all been guilty of staying up at like two, three in the morning just watching random YouTube videos that have no meaning to our lives. Like, you know, 30 ways to jump down a waterfall. Oh, yeah, I'll watch that one because <laughs> got nothing else to do. So YouTube is just like, I don't know what it, what it is about it, but it just draws you in to watch the most useless stuff. But yeah. you just end up watching it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, useless things, definitely. There's plenty of that on there. And, and you know, coming on to things like, you know, when it comes to stuff like Netflix, I mean, I know my parents and, and in our households, a lot of us, you know, I've got five accounts, I think everyone's using it and they've all got their own viewing and they're tailoring your viewing towards what it is that you normally watch, whether it's documentaries or films. And it's it's amazing because, yeah, there's, you know, there's been a lot of controversial stuff that's come out. And there's also a lot of series that now the youth, especially in our age group, we're all kind of watching the same series. We're all caught up on the latest episode of this and that. And that's another thing we take to social media to discuss that. And uh, it's, it's it's amazing because, you know, before, back in the day, like Samir said, you would you would go and, and buy a, a rent, rent a movie, watch it, or you go to the cinema to watch it now. You can watch everything from, from the home. And, and, you know, another great thing about, you know, these kind of streaming platforms, right, especially with things like, you know, Radio Ramadan, Tonight we're streaming around the world using the website and using apps like TuneIn and people are listening to us so it's opened up so many gateways and you know we mentioned before like Zoom we've been able to conduct our show through Zoom and you know it's it's amazing it's all done through streaming and obviously it all depends on what connection you've got at home yeah. but you know if you've got a decent connection you can get access to a lot of things now you know tonight's poster was Modern Warfare right? And I really wanted to talk about gaming, and we're into the last quarter of the show. And you know, uh, Adam's joining us. A globe's here. I know Sammy probably does a bit of gaming as well. But me, you know, during lockdown, and I think just prior to lockdown, a lot of us seen what came out, right? And 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 this game called Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Now, I can hear probably someone clapping in the back and saying, "Yeah, he mentioned it." But that is a game that a lot of people, and I'm going to be honest, uh, from school days. A lot of us that played Call of Duty when we were kids growing up have now returned and we're all playing together again now. So, Adam, you know, Call of Duty came yep. out and, you know, gaming, and we're coming on to that side of, of the evening. How many of us actively game, right? So, so you, I know, Adam, tell me, how many hours a day are you gaming? To be honest, counting it would just be sad. Right, so tell us, tell, tell um, the, the Radio it's, Ramadan listeners. It's, it's got to be up there around like nine hours a day. Well, nine? Yep. 
Nine, oh. maybe, maybe, maybe pushing to like twelve on like a bad day. Okay, and then when I'm calling him saying jump on, it could push to fifteen, guys. You know? What yeah. Going on? <laughs> I, this is so, what lockdown does to you. You've got nothing to do all day, so you just sit in front of a computer and just play games. I think you know lockdown was probably one of those things that's just been, it's been bad in many ways as well. Because you know, let, let's just hit the figures out, right? There are now more than two point five billion active gamers around the world that's a billion more than just five years ago and in march 2019 fortnite one of the most popular games ever had 250 million users now i said 2.5 billion that includes obviously mobile devices and gaming and pc and simulation games as well but that's a quarter of the population are involved in gaming whether it's from you know playing GTA or, you know, everything to just playing Monopoly on your phone. Yeah. So, you know, Akub, uh, you've, you know, recently started gaming with me as well, right? And, and I know you're a FIFA player and you mentioned it on previous shows, but, you know, you've come back onto the gaming scene, right? And, you know, a lot of, you know, us, us guys that are a bit older have now come back onto it as well. So, you know, how many hours are you spending now that you've, you've started to come back onto it? I mean, Adam's saying he spends sometimes up to 12 hours a day. What about yourself? So I think um, prior to um, the prior to Ramadan starting, um, obviously because we were all at home, obviously we thought you know one of the ways to kind of um, keep up, keep up with your friends and to pass a little bit of time was to obviously start gaming. So the first started was FIFA, right? So you know virtual is it called virtual pro? I think right, where you where you one individual player and you and all you can play as a collective as a team with all your friends. Yeah. Honestly, the first two to three days, not gonna lie, you're probably spending eight to twelve hours a day. And then I was like three days in, I was like, I can't do this. I'm wasting my time just sat here behind a PlayStation <laughs> playing games. So then I tried to kind of um, go back a little bit. But obviously, I've got a five-year-old nephew who comes to my uh, room every morning without fail. You know, normally, on normal days, it used to be about 8 um, eight a.m. But now I've told him, look, it's Ramadan. Please come a little bit later. So now he delays, uh, disturbing until about half past 10. And when the first thing he mentions is, you know, he either wants to watch something on Netflix or he wants to play a game. Yeah. So now I'll probably, you know, spend a little bit less time, but I'm having to either play a Lego movie with him or play uh, FIFA with him. So, But even then, actively spending minimum at least an hour, two hours. Um, and that's me trying not to play at all. I can't even avoid it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, that's a, exactly that. I have to play it because he can't go out. He needs his entertainment and he needs to do something. And right. The only thing he could do is play PlayStation. Sammy, you know, a question that I, I might answer, and this comes from social media as well, and, and talking about gaming, are we addicted? Are, are a lot of us addicted to this? Yeah, I think you can, can get addicted like anything else. I think you should do it in moderation. Um, try and like maybe take a break from these kind of things. Like, I haven't been ever been a gamer that sits in front of the computer for like nine or ten hours a day. I get bored after a few hours, to be honest. <laughs> got a short attention, got a short attention span. So, I, but I, I I do tend to play like FIFA career mode quite a lot. So I've always loved playing that and then playing online with my friends as well. But like I can play maybe four or five hours max, and then that's it. Um, okay. But yeah, I can understand why people can get addicted because it can get quite. Especially games like Call of Duty. Call of Duty can get very addictive, no doubt about that. Right, you know, uh, Adam, uh, I'll ask you the question. Why are we so into it? Why are you so into it? You know, and I'll answer for myself once you've given me your answer, but why are we so into it? To be honest, I, I really don't know. I don't know what it is about games that just entices me to keep playing. 
Mm-hmm. It, I, it just gives me kind of like, like adrenaline rush to just keep going and keep going. Oh, I've got to walk towards this, you know, accomplishment. Oh, I've completed that. There's another one to do. Let me go do that one as well. Yeah, I think, see, for me, I think the reason I'm so into it, and I, like before, you know, like growing up and, you know, playing games like FIFA and, you know, we used to all play GTA. It's one of the, you know, biggest games ever. But, you know, playing games like that, it was just a buzz, right? And and the story mode was what we kind of played. But I feel like now, because of the online presence and the competition side, like I'm a quite a competitive sportsman when I play sports and, and in other things as well. But when it comes to gaming, I mean, they call it esports now, but, you know, I think it's a competition that drives me most because you're playing with online players and, you know, you either win or you lose in a match. I think that's what drives me. And, you know, I think that's what drives a lot of the players because, you know, like uh, uh, Adam said there about accomplishments and you get these in-game. I mean, I see people talking online on YouTube videos as well about, you know, how much money they've got on GTA Online. You know what I mean? I'm always asking Dow to transfer me a couple of million so I can buy a car, right? But... It's it's one of those things, right, that it's just, you know, it's between the youth, I feel like there's so many people now, and I think another good thing is, uh, during lockdown, I know we're saying we're playing a lot of hours, and, you know, I get a telling off from my family because I'm playing it for hours, but it brings us together, because, you know, just through gaming, I feel like I've connected my cousin, like Adam's here, but my other cousin, Adel, as well, I've connected him with people like Akob, you know, or Fraz, a lot of my school friends and uni friends. Yeah. I've, co- I've connected with people that I didn't know before as well, and we're all playing together every night, and it's amazing because there's a lot of teamwork involved, and, you know, that teamwork has enabled us to come along to this show, Rage Room and Late Night Live. I managed to get a lot of the brothers that have been playing together, they now know each other, yeah. and we're all on these calls together and on the radio, so I can see the benefits from it as well, and definitely that is one of the things. I mean, uh, Adam, one thing I want to ask is, you know, we follow a lot of, obviously, you, you get these PC gamers and people that take it re- really seriously. I mean, some of the setups cost a lot of money, so what are you talking in terms of a decent setup that people would spend on this? I think it all depends on what really you're going for. Like PlayStation, a couple hundred quid, get a monitor, get a PlayStation, few remotes and a good headset. And then when you look at like the likes of PC, for example, the video you sent this morning, I mean, you spent like three grand on it. And I mean, that's probably just about average for a gaming yeah. PC. Yeah, and that's thing, my degree's in computing, and so I see some of the setups and I'm like, wow, you know, there's a YouTube video on different setups that people do. and. Yeah. It shows you how serious people are taking this, right? Because, you know, and, and, and Adam's the next person definitely to talk to about this is, is streaming. And, and not streaming in terms of YouTube and Netflix, but Adam's streaming on Twitch. Now, you do a bit of Twitch streaming and I've watched your streams and I've actually been on some of your streams with you when we're gaming. You know, how big is Twitch and how many people are kind of, how much money are people making on it? Oh, Twitch is Twitch is humongous. I mean, not a lot of people have heard about it, but in the gaming community, Twitch is absolutely humongous. I mean, everyone that I know is like streaming some somewhere on Twitch. Wow. It doesn't matter what gaming category, but they're there. Okay. And some some of the biggest Twitch streamers can like make a, an entire living off this. And can, can you give me some well numbers that you know that you've heard or? Um, I couldn't say for certain, but I've heard that some people are earning something like $100,000 a month. I mean, wow. up there with sponsorships and donations and all of that. Yeah, it's, and that's not even including YouTube. That's just Twitch. And, you know, on YouTube, they've got their own accounts as well where they're streaming. And even on Facebook now, I'm seeing people streaming their Warzone activities and things like that. Uh, uh, Akub, you know, 
you can see how big the industry is, right? And we're all involved in it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today because this is something that's affecting everyone in their homes, especially during lockdown. A lot of the younger brothers and sisters, I and mean, my sister plays Call of Duty as well, right? So a lot of them are involved in, in gaming now and they're online and they're playing these games and they're buying games and you've you've heard how much some of the setups are, are cost. You know, how do we control our our children and ourselves what is the best thing to do to control the gaming that we're doing the amount of hours we're putting into this and how should you know how can we redirect that energy to something else for example reading a bit more quran or or or, or furthering our deen no definitely like you said i mean obviously if if, if people are you know are adult age and you know if they want to invest their own money and they want to spend their leisure time you know playing computer games and you know what Fair play to them is something that they can do because as long as you don't let it control you, you know, just like anything in life, you, you want to be in control of that situation. When you look at underage people that are gaming at this moment in time, you know, if you're being completely honest, you know, GTA, Call of Duty, and you know, a lot of these games, the age um, advisories are 18. Or how many people are, you know, are under the age of 18 well, that honestly, are these I, games? Honestly, I go up every day uh, when I'm playing. I'm I'm coming across and, and Adam can vouch for me here and you as well. When we're playing, we're coming across these kids and I'm like, well, it's past their bedtime, right? And they're online playing and they're you know saying nasty things and they're you're hearing everything that's going on. So definitely, yeah, carry on, Nicole. Yeah, no, I was going to say like for instance, in my personal circumstances, obviously that you know I spoke about my nephew quite a lot. I mean, he lives with us and and obviously we never had a child in the house prior to this. So a lot of the games that I have are all pretty predominantly you know all like eighteen plus and. There's a lot of violence in him, like GTA, Call of Duty, and this kind of stuff. So naturally, when he started playing PlayStation, I only had these type of games. So then he started watching me play these, and he's watching me. He wants to play, and he started playing some of the games. And obviously, then I had to kind of draw the line. So then I had to I look into what what kind of games are available for children, you know, of, of his age. And like I said, now I'm spending my time playing Lego Movie with him, as opposed yeah. to probably you know like Call of Duty like, or a shooting game cool. or something. Look, we're reaching the end of the show, right? And and one thing I definitely want to ask is, we can all kind of answer this, we've got a, a minute or so left with you guys. Is it better that we're spending time gaming than going out and, and maybe doing things like, I don't know, hitting up shisha bars or spending excessive amounts of money shopping or doing things that we kind of shouldn't be doing? Is it is it better that we, we sit at home and game? I think we need, just need to find the right balance because if if you're going to play a little bit of computer gaming towards the evening and towards night time and it's going to it's going to keep you off the street definitely a positive but if you're going to spend your full day playing games and stopping yourself from going out and actually uh, you know experiencing the wider world then I think no that's not good. Okay. Well look guys, you know, I'm going to have to wrap it up for tonight but I just want to say you know, Jazakallah to everyone that's been listening in and thank you very much to our guests so brother Adam, my cousin thank you so much Adam for joining us tonight you've been great and it was great yeah, to you hear having... your side you're, you're a smart kid and uh, yeah I'll catch you on college later <laughs> yeah yeah let's go let's and, go play and uh, Akub thank you very much for joining us again and Sammy I know you joined us towards the end but Jazakallah for joining us no problem thank you very much thank you very much guys so so that was uh, our guests and uh, you know thank you very much to them for joining and supporting us with tonight's show you know it's one of those shows that i just thought was just as important as yesterday's show and uh, you know next week we've got some great shows coming up as well i'm gonna let uh, D- uh, abu Bakr finish us off for tonight we conclude this weekend with um, another amazing and informative show 
discussing how technology nowadays plays such a big part of our lives. In the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, these modern devices didn't exist. The era of influencers, YouTube streamers, content creators and overnight celebrities is something that didn't exist up until recently. More people than ever now are concerned, uh, connected to the internet and using their mobile devices and we at Late Night Live felt it was an important topic worth discussing. Thank you for listening in. Jazakallah for that Abu Bakr. Now uh, we've got a great show coming up on Thursday and it's one that you know is, is, is going to be a bit difficult to do but it's called Dealing with Death and we're going to discuss the impact of death and especially during the current crisis and then on Friday we've got a great discussion where we're talking about racism, does it still exist? Thank you very much to everyone for listening, uh, I really appreciate all the support on the show. You've been listening to Late Night Live, we'll be back on Thursday with our next show. Jazakallah, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Make sure to visit our Radio Ramadan website at rr365.co.uk to access all of our podcasts. Stay tuned on our social channels for future content. 